Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the Frenchpreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show. We're meeting with Adam Pavlitz, the CEO and president of Anago Cleaning Systems, an internationally franchised commercial cleaning brand with over 30 years of experience. And whether you're a hotel looking for quality common area cleaning or a medical facility needing trustworthy commercial janitorial services, Anago is the right choice for your commercial cleaning solutions. I'm going to talk to Adam about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. 
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show. We're meeting with Adam Pavlitz, the CEO and president of Anago Cleaning Systems, an internationally franchised commercial cleaning brand with over 30 years of experience. And whether you're a hotel looking for quality common area cleaning or a medical facility needing trustworthy commercial janitorial services, Anago is the right place for for your commercial cleaning solution. Hi, Adam. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty. How are you? I'm doing well, Adam. It's great to finally have you on the show. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Adam? I am calling from, I would normally say sunny, but today rainy Pompano Beach, Florida. Just oh, no. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we've been getting, I'm in eastern Pennsylvania, Adam. We've, we've been getting killed with rain this summer. It's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's been terrible. Yeah. But I'm so happy to finally have you on the show. You know, I realize, I, I don't think, you know, we've been doing the show 16 years, and I'm so familiar with your brand. So, so to finally get the chance to speak to you today is, is, is a privilege. I thought, you know, when I said 30 years, I mean, that's, that's so long time, isn't it? I said maybe we could talk a little bit about, you know, 30 years is a long time, but the history of Anago Cleaning Systems. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, so I've only even been here for 14 of the 30. My my father founded the the company yeah. back in 1989, um, and and yeah, and 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 we didn't even start franchising um, at the master franchise level until 1999. So mm-hmm. the first 10 years was just you know just running a traditional cleaning business essentially. Right. So right. You know, all of our growth has really happened over the last 20 years. Very, That's very, uh, very American story, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Starts a business, kind of slogs their way forward, and then, and then finally something, you know, strikes, whatever it may be, and and the rest is history. How did how did your dad? I don't want to say pull you in, into the business, Adam. I mean, you you've been familiar with the brand. It seems like almost like your whole life, right? I mean, at, at what point how, how did your dad bring you in? Because I know you have a background in finance, isn't it? Yeah, no, it was it was definitely pulled me. <laughs> I, he did. Okay. I had no intention of I had I had no intention of joining a family business. I was always yeah. like a, you know go it on your own type of person. Right. Um, right. My, my background is like you said is that I was at IBM corporate finance for mm-hmm. for a little while up in New York, and um, it was right around the oh eight oh nine period. I, I got hired. Uh, there was this wave they did of of layoffs. I was actually on. I, I wasn't I wasn't laid off. I was on the mm-hmm. team reviewing uh, people of, of essentially like who was going to get the be, be let go at IBM in right. 2009, the big recession. Right. I didn't have any names or anything like that. Everyone was an employee number. Yeah. Um, and when you when you start realizing that you're just a number at some of these big corporations, mm-hmm. you go, wait a minute, I got right. to rethink my career path. My dad yeah. said, you got to check this thing out. It was 2009. He goes, you got to check this thing out. I think I might have the tiger by the tail. And it was about, Wow. Six months or so later that I had joined Anago. And and, and when I joined Anago, he goes, you're not joining as, you know, the founder's son. You're going right. to do everything. So I started, right. I was a telemarketer during the day. Wow. And at night, I was I was a franchisee's assistant cleaning a daycare. That was my wow. first job. <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I think that's great. And, you know, it, it, it's just, so your dad, I guess he never... I mean, when he first started Anago Cleaning Systems, I mean, so franchising wasn't even in the picture back then, was it, um, Adam? He he originally, so um, I'm originally from Michigan. Our family's originally mm-hmm. from Michigan. He he started with his brothers. A, yeah. It was just a traditional self-perform cleaning company. Mm-hmm. Um, and we moved down to Florida when I was when I was just a kid. 
Okay. Um, for he was my grandmother had moved down, so he moved down to yeah. to help her out. Um, actually, ended up doing a little bit of time at Janie King, which was you oh, know wow. one of the biggest competitors. Sure. They're the McDonald's of our of our yeah. industry, if you will. Right. Right. Saw the model, understood it, um, and and ultimately decided I think I could do this better. Um, yeah. And so it was it was originally, but his background had always been in just traditional cleaning, and it wasn't it wasn't until I think it was 1991 that the the first unit franchise for Anago was sold. It's such an important service, Adam. I, I wanted to say I was I was in. We went to um, Virginia Beach last weekend, and we we got a hotel. I won't even tell you the brand name with the hotel we were staying in, but it, it was it was it was an upscale brand name hotel. And the only thing that bothered us the most was 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 the we were surprised anyway at, at the cleanliness of the hotel. Maybe because it was right by the beach. I don't know, you know. But it, it's just it, mm-hmm. it, it's such an important part of any business is the cleanliness of, of it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it, it. It's such a it's such a major. It is the con- major contributor to yeah. first impression, right? And the first impression right. is the lasting right. impression. Right. And, and so you got to have. It's got to feel. It's got to look clean. It's got to smell clean. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, yes. you know, you, as a business, your customers are going to notice that right away. Right. Exactly. And, and and that's what happened there. And so when you're talking about Anago cleaning systems, Adam, like if you or one of your, let's say, franchise development people were at like a franchise show and someone came up to your booth and they said, um, you know, what is Anago? You know, how, how do you describe the, the franchise or the system? Where, where do you typically go from there? You know, I always start with what people know. Um, mm-hmm. So I say, you know, if you, most franchises that you're familiar with are a two-tier franchise, right? So McDonald's, right. <clears throat> there's the corporate office, and then the guys mm-hmm. who own the restaurants, okay? Right. With ours, right. it's a three-tier franchise, which is unique okay. to – pretty unique to commercial cleaning in, yes. in the industry. But so we have uh, what's called a master fran- – we have the corporate office, we have the master franchise, and then we have mm-hmm. the unit franchise. So when I say commercial cleaning, the first image that typically pops into someone's head is is you know the guy with the the vacuum the vacuum or the mop in the bucket, right, um, right. and that's and that's part of it. Um, however, what that is is uh, someone who when when you get that vision in your head, that is typically a unit franchise owner in their business, right? So right, typically commercial the, the cleaning aspect is done at night. So a unit franchise owner is going to hire a crew. Learn the equipment, get the get the chemicals, uh, mm-hmm. and and make sure the buildings are cleaned. Now, right. but what people don't think about in the commercial cleaning side is where did he get that client? How is he yeah. going to make sure that client gets billed and he gets paid for the services he performs? Right. So that's where right. our model is, is is unique. Is the master franchise is essentially a white collar business in a blue collar industry. So the I master see. franchise does all of the sales and marketing, all of the invoicing and collections daytime customer service, but doesn't clean a single building. Right. Where the unit franchise, they do they focus on keeping the customers happy, knowing the chemicals, equipment, cleaning the building, but does not have to have a dedicated marketing department, mm-hmm. salesperson, accounting people. They can just – so it creates a cool synergy where both sides right. essentially minimize the overhead for the other. Right. I think that's great. It is what separates you from a lot of other franchises that are out there, Adam. And, you know, when I think of your industry, too, you know, because we've interviewed all, probably every industry, you know, up to this point, and I've always thought of your industry as being a more uh, lower cost type of industry that someone can, can get into, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would. I think we actually just came in uh, top, I want to say top five Mm-hmm. Uh, low-cost franchises wow, for great. franchises to start under 25k, according to Entrepreneur Magazine. 
I want to say it was number two. I don't don't. Right. We're live, but don't quote me. <laughs> I, won't quote I won't quote you. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. You know, and it's it's interesting, Adam, because again, you know, you've you've gotten to see the business from 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 being a young person. You know, it would be interesting to have your dad here. You know, to, to ask him. You know, something like you know, how does technology play a role in your business today? I guess it's a lot different from when your dad originally first started the business, right? Yeah, I mean when it when we when he first started the business a lot you know I think he he was actually on the on the cutting edge of, edge of technology because it was the early yeah. 90s and 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 we were probably one of the few places using computers regularly using like right. templates in I don't even think it was Microsoft Word it was like micro I don't remember what program it was like one, Word one Perfect or something like that yeah yeah probably, <laughs> it was probably Word Perfect yeah, yeah. Um, using that sort of stuff I mean there, it literally was I mean when, you know in the 80s it was typewriters um, right, right. and so you know everything was hand typed and now it was templated um, wow. and now we're at a place where you know we I, I would argue we are the technological leader in the space wow. and and look there's no nobody has any edge when it comes to the equipment right we all have the sure. same vacuums right. and mops right. and but but where we've decided to focus our technology is on the customer service piece, right? Mm, because most yes, of the time, yes. most of the time, if you ask someone who cleans your office, I would say mm -hmm. nine out of ten people have no idea. But right, they do wow. notice when they walk in and the trash can is full, right? Yes, so there's always that right. human element where where mistakes can get made, and they go, wait a minute, why why is my trash can full? Who do I tell? How do I get this resolved quickly? Right. And so we've invested our resources. So now for, for if you're an Anago customer, we have an app. You take a picture on your phone. It mm -hmm. sends that to the, the franchise owner that's responsible for cleaning your building. They, right. they It's triggered that they must respond within two hours. Okay. Um, it has every language, so you can translate it. Maybe if your native wow. language is, is English and there's a Spanish or something like that, right. it translates it to it helps the conversation along. Right now, in most companies, you know what they do? They have a they mm. have some notebook that's just left around the office. You gotta find right. it. You gotta you gotta go, okay, where the heck is the notebook? I gotta right. leave a note. You you wow. know, maybe it's hey, you know you know, do you speak that language? Can you translate right. this for us? You leave the note. And then you gotta <sighs> wait literally twenty four hours to find out right. if they even saw your note and did anything about it. Where this is wow. instant. Instant in every language. That's clever. I think that's clever. I'm curious, Adam, you know, and I hate to use the word <clears throat> opportunity, but um, how did how did COVID change things? For It, it seems to me, and again, I, I don't know whether, what other words to use an opportunity, but, but maybe there was a, a shift or pivot in, in, in your business. How, how did COVID affect Anago? Yeah, and, and that is, yeah, it's always obviously a delicate, you know, time in our, in our recent history. And, and, right. and, um, but but from a commercial cleaning business standpoint, it was actually yeah. it was very good for business. I think right, it, that's what I was thinking. It made yeah. people realize, yeah, it made people realize that hey, wait a minute, maybe this isn't you know just some bottom line budget issue that we're trying mm -hmm. to minimize. But right. these guys can be you know partners in in the health of our company and our yeah. and our staff and our guests. But it, but the main I would say that you know it was almost a you know tectonic shift. I mean this was mm -hmm. it, it used to be the the you know the the push pull in marketing and mm -hmm. marketing channels. So think of mm -hmm. like the think of the pharmaceutical industry, right? Where it used to be the pharmaceutical company would come up with a drug, they'd go to the doctor and say, hey, we got this drug. Right. Can you tell the the patients about it? And then right. and if they did, great. And if they didn't, well, you know they lose out. What happened in the 90s though? Remember the little blue pill? 
Sure. <laughs> yes, know, they the, do. The Viagra, right? They yep. changed everything with Pfizer. They That's go, great. wait a minute, why would we advertise to these doctors when we can go directly to to the consumers? Right. And, of course, the uh, sure. You know the, the the men go. You know, give me that pill. I want that. You yep. know, and, and their right. wives just right. them go get it too. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's a and great so example. What happened to us? What happened to us during COVID was the same shift. It went yeah. from us chasing down potential customers, saying, "Hey, give us an opportunity to give you a quote," to customers coming to us and saying, "Listen, we need someone to come out here to ensure our office is disinfected, right. so right. none of our customers or our employees are concerned about their health when they come here." Right. So it was, right. I mean, it was a total shift in business model from push to pull. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And and the industry, I mean, again, you know, you, you think of buildings, you know, again, whether it's, it's, you know, when I was in Virginia Beach, I was looking at all the hotels, you know, and of course you have hospitals and buildings and things like that. I mean, I, I guess it's safe to say, I don't know what the numbers are, Adam, but I mean, you, you're, in a, you're part of a very big industry, aren't you? Yeah, the the industry is massive. I mean, the industry yeah. for North America, you're looking at about a hundred billion billion with wow. a B, uh, billion dollars a year. So yeah. it is it is it is massive. And what's unique is that um, when it comes to the franchise model, nobody holds more than say three or four percent of any market. Wow. So anytime, I mean, it's like it's like going to CVS versus you know Walgreens or Dwayne Reed right. or whatever it may be. It's, it's, there's, if there's one on this corner, you better put one on the opposite corner because right, there's that much right, business. Right, absolutely. That's, that's incredible. What's been, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since, since being part of Anago Cleaning Systems, Adam? I'm sure you have like a thousand stories you know, we, we could share if we were having a cup of coffee or something. But does anything you know, stand out you know, w- w- with your time with Anago? It's a tough question, and we like to stump our guests once in a while. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, I think what I mentioned about COVID was very interesting. Yeah. I, recently, yeah. how about this? Recently, we had um, in twenty, call it twenty twenty two, maybe twenty twenty two plus. Let's call it maybe mm-hmm. you know maybe this started a, a two months before twenty twenty two, but twenty twenty two. So a typical year for us. We'll add, you know, maybe a handful of master franchise level uh, folks, and that, and mm-hmm. that's a good year. I mean, it's a, it, the master right. franchise is a higher level investment. It's, right. it's a t- you know exclusive territory ownership. 2022 was the first year that existing master franchise owners buying additional territory outpaced new sales, and, wow. and by like a factor of two. And, right. and it was it was cool because you have I mean we probably had I think it was about five or six folks saying, I see the opportunity, especially yes. coming out of COVID. Right, I see right. the opportunity. And, and it became almost like a land grab. They're, you know, people right. were going like, no, no, I want this. You know, I want this area. Yes. And give me this area too. And so it was wow. such a cool pivot. It, it, it made me feel like we had done a good job, frankly. Right. Where, okay, right. we're clearly offering the support that they need. We're giving them the resources that they need. So that that many people said, you know, I, I understand it. I understand yeah. there's a lot of money to be made. And I want more. That's great. Yeah, that's that's it's, it's just a great example. Maybe we could talk a little bit about franchising, Adam. So, I mean, what's what's important? I know I know in the past you've even worked in like you know franchise development. You worked all the different areas of Anago Cleaning Systems. What's what type of character characteristics or traits do you look for? When taking on a new franchisee, again, I know there's the different systems, you know, you got the, the, the three tiers, so, it, it, you know, that would be a factor, but what's important to you? I mean, I think across the board, it, it's got to be drive. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, whether you're a master franchise or a unit franchise, 
the end of the day, this is, you know, there's, there's, I always, you know, there's sort of in any, in, across the franchising industry, there's, there's mm-hmm. hunter models and there's farmer models, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, we'll pick, we'll keep picking on McDonald's. McDonald's yeah. is a farmer model. It's right. you build a restaurant, right. you bring, you, you hire the staff. McDonald's corporate does whatever the, you know, I'm loving it ads mm-hmm. that they put out there for, for you and, and people come to your restaurant. Right. And that's, and that's a, don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, obviously a multi-billion sure. dollar company, nothing negative right. to say about them, but that's a, right. that's a farmer model. You're waiting right. for the business to come to you. Mm-hmm. This is a hunter model. You're, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're hiring a sales staff, you're bringing on people, you're yeah. going out to the community and trying to in, engage potential customers, potential right. franchisees. Um, and it, and it's, so it's someone who has to wake up, you know, every morning hungry, you know, the, the right. old African proverb right. where the lion, the lion wakes up and has to outrun the slowest mm-hmm. gazelle and the gazelle wakes up and has to outrun the right. fastest lion, but everybody right. wakes up running. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. That's a good analogy. Yeah, I like that. It's clever. So, so I guess a sales background would be important to some extent, right? You know, as you said, but that drive helps, you know, of course, in, in, in selling and of course having passion for the model and, and things like that. Those things would be important to be successful in the business as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, obviously, you know, any anything where you have, you know, any kind of industry or tangential knowledge, sales, anything to do with cleaning, operations, it always right. is going to give someone a leg up. But we've oh, found, yeah. you know, some of our most successful uh, franchise owners have zero sales background, maybe like limited wow. sales management, but it's, right. but it's the hunger. It really is. I mean, one of our more successful ones – was a was a CFO for many years for a, a big retail brand that you know I won't I won't get into yeah. but um, no sales background and is absolutely wow. doing a phenomenal job because it's okay what else can I do today how can I get one percent right. better today right is that part of the training too Adam maybe we could talk a little bit about that you know wh- how does the training work then once you know someone does decide to become part of Anago Cleaning Systems um, do, do they come to corporate headquarters like how does that work. Yeah, so um, a new master franchise owner is going to come here. It's a little. It's just under two weeks. It's it's about okay. nine total days. You know, and mm-hmm. one one Saturday in there where we actually take them out and do some do some cleaning. But it is very heavily right. focused, kind of on multiple repetitions of day in the life. Right. So learning right. CRM. We actually run live appointments, uh, run live you know walkthroughs, inspections, all that sort of stuff. With them in tow, you know, there's there's franchise uh, disclosure pitches, practicing, um, but it's I mean it's it's very it's drinking from the fire hose. It's very sure. intensive for two weeks, yeah. um, and then just to to make sure because we're very big on on making sure people are you know still comfortable when you leave, then we give them six additional visits in their first year. So literally every other wow. month, um, yeah, one of our there. field reps is out there for a week. Checking in, how are you know how are your sales figures going? Any issues? How are your bids right. looking? How are your franchise sales looking? Let's you know let's dig into it and make sure you're totally comfortable. So it's a it's a lot a lot a lot of training uh, to ensure that they're ready to go. That's great. I guess a typical one of the questions I like to ask too is is to describe a, a typical day as a franchisee, Adam. And again, I guess it depends, of course, on the model if you're master franchisee or, or unit franchisee. But um, so from the unit level, I guess it's more most of the work for this is, of course, done at nighttime, right? But is it like weekends or also like maybe you could talk a little bit about that, like how that works like a typical day, if there is such a thing. 
Yeah, so um, typical, typical day for a unit franchise. A lot of unit franchisees come in, um, and it's it's a side hustle, man. It is it mm-hmm. is something where they're looking to make a couple extra bucks. Maybe right. they have a day job, and they're going let me let me see what else there's you know available to me. Right. Um, and 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 then they go out and maybe they clean one, two, three accounts and go wait mm-hmm. a minute. There's there's this is this is good money in this thing. Right. And slowly right. we you know transition from having it as you know, a day job and a side hustle to like this is right. their what okay. they do for a living. Yeah. Um and, and then a typical day for a master franchise, it, it depends a lot on, on the scale that they're at, but but mm-hmm. a say a startup master franchise, um a lot of times we recommend we say, listen, go go run some of these sales appointments yourself. Get used to, you know, getting out in the community, get comfortable with it. Right. But then ultimately when they when they're scaling up, it turns into managing a sales staff. Having right. weekly meetings with your team. Let's let's check in on where everything is. Meetings with your operational team. How is everything mm-hmm. going with customers? Is everybody happy? Are all the franchisees, you know, getting the training that they need, and so on? So it's sure. it depends on where they're at in their growth, but it is. Um, but but I mean, I, I'm sure other brands say this too. But I mean, you know, there mm-hmm. there is no typical day. It's probably just right. an amalgam right. of right. lots That's of true. atypical days. Sure, of course, of course. Yes, that's it's it's so true. So you you've been involved in franchising for for quite some time, Adam. So when I have someone like yourself on the show, you know, I, I like to ask this question: Is you know, what advice would you give to our listeners? We call them aspiring franchisees in their quest to buy a franchise. Because you know, there, there seems like there's so much out there. I recently heard a number. Um, I was doing an interview a couple of weeks ago. And I didn't even know the number was this high. I think they said there's something like 4,000 different systems out there today. And I said, oh, my God, that's a lot. You know, so, like, where do you begin? You know, so, I mean, so from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to find that, you know, great franchise opportunity for themselves? Yeah, I would I would say, I mean, it, it's it's I would say do do a little bit more digging than you would think. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean that on two levels. On two mm-hmm. levels, number one, um, there's a lot of. I mean, like you said, Fort God, four thousand brands. That's a lot of brands. Yeah, that is a lot of brands. There's, there's, four, there's there's four thousand brands out there, and so what ends up happening is, you know, that we, we get we as a consumer kind of get stuck on the brands we know of, and so you go, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I want to learn more about Subway, or I want to learn more about, right. you know, you know, Papa John's or whatever. You know, you right. know the brands you've heard of. But by the time you've heard of the brand, those brands are established to where you're going to, I mean, it's going to cost significantly more to get right. into one of those brands. They're very, you know, everything is very beyond structured at that point. Yes. Um, whereas some, a, a new up-and-coming up brand, if you're willing to put in the time, learn a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a brand where you can get in early at a more reasonable price, you know, price point and have ultimately have influence on where that brand direction goes. Right, right. If you're willing to if you if you're willing to think outside the box a little bit and 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 find something that's that's more new versus something that's just totally established and yeah. you know ubiquitous to culture. And then, right. and then honestly the other part is ask questions. I mean there is mm-hmm. no there are no right. there are no stupid questions right. when you're working right. with a potential franchise it, and you you have to make sure it's something you're going to be passionate about. That's something that excites you. Is it something that you could see yourself doing every day? Yeah. Um, because because if it's not, man, I wouldn't buy that business. It's not like a job where right. you just go, okay, well, I'm going to give my two weeks notice. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so right. you have to be very, exactly. very certain that, that it's the right uh, opportunity for you. 
Yeah, I think I, no, I think that's great advice, Adam. There used to be this joke, like with like Subway or McDonald's. Like, I mean, you you would be called like you were talking about basing people as numbers, you know, like franchisee number ten thousand nine hundred eighty-seven. You know what I mean? I said, oh my god, who wants <laughs> yeah. to be someone is that right? You know what I mean? Where right. you know the franchisees have the ability to talk to someone like yourself if they want to get you on the phone. They can actually talk to you, can't they? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, you don't want to so be, be franchise. Be franchise twenty-one. Don't be franchise. Exactly. Right. One right. ten thousand. Exactly. And <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, I think that's, that's great advice. So if you could look into a, a crystal ball, Adam, whether that crystal ball is like a year or three years or five years, where do you see Anago Cleaning Systems? So um, we, I actually just issued a goal to our franchisees. We, we, mm-hmm. we, so I issued a goal in 2021 uh, to our franchisees. I wanted to grow revenue by 50% and be a $100 million brand in wow. two years. And we That's did it crazy. in 19 months. And, wow. and so I had the, maybe the, the, you know, the stupidity or audacity you could decide. Mm-hmm. We'll decide, you know, history <laughs> will be the judge five years from now. Right. But, um, I, I, I issued a challenge just past February. I'd like to be, we're calling it Vision 2028, and we okay. issued a, it's a nine-piece nine plan to be, to triple revenue, to be at $300 million in recurring wow. revenue by, um, by 2028. That's so wonderful. we are, we're, we're on a roll. We're, we're you know, yeah. we've just completely uh, replaced our entire CRM. We're adding probably, I think I've added about seven key Senior staff members, you know, I yeah. realized I needed more, you know, even more smart people to help right. help me get this thing going. Right, um, right. So we have we have big goals, um, and I think we might be able to pull it off. We'll find out, I guess. <laughs> I think that no, I think that's great. And it sounds like you're you're happy too. You know, I mean, it, you know, I, I've read some interviews that you've done in the past. You know, like I'm thinking of the old days, you know what I mean, when you were working in New York or finance or things like that. It sounds like you're, you're, you're really enjoying your, your position at Anico Cleaning Systems, aren't you? It, it, you know, every, every, day, every day is unique, and I think that's, that's yeah. what's the most exciting about it, where, you know, there's, yeah. I've, I've definitely, and we've all had jobs where you go in sure. and you go, okay, it's Monday and I have to do right, these five right. things, and it's Tuesday and I have to do the same five things. And, and right. I, for me personally, I, I, you know, that, that that wears on you, whereas every day yes, is, is, is a very different day, um, and and it's and it's exciting to to help, you know, you know, set the direction and say, okay, here is, you know, I, you know, I get to be I get to be Kennedy in the '60s. We're going to the moon, sure. you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. What's what's the best way, Adam, for our listeners to get more information? on Anago Cleaning Systems, of course, there's the franchise opportunity, but maybe even as the service itself. Are there any websites you can kind of like push them to? Yeah, the, the main, our main site is anagocleaning.com. And if you're interested in a master franchise opportunity, it would be anagomasters.com. That's fantastic. And I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you, Adam, you know, and I'd already like to invite you back over the next year or two as, as you continue to grow because I, I, I love your industry and I love your brand and I've been a fan for a while now, so it's been a privilege for me to finally get to speak to you. This was actually, pleasure was all mine, Marty. This was great and it was great to finally get to meet you as well. Thank you so much, Adam. I'll be talking to you again in the future and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up in our next segment, we're going to be playing a clip from our Great Quotes and Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. 
franchises? Are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. For each podcast, you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews now over eight years and over 400 shows, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Chris Simic, who is the founder of FranchiseTeacher.com, and Chris has over 30 years of business and franchise experience as an independent business owner, franchisee, and a franchisor. And Chris said something very profound that we haven't heard on our show in over eight years. He mentioned that you have to almost work harder to fail at franchising than to succeed in franchising, and he explains why. Most people, about 90% I think I've seen, buy a business other than they first looked at. Wow, that's amazing. So that's it's interesting, isn't it? Them. I mean, that's, that's a big number too, isn't it, Chris? You know, that you know, most people, they go in with these certain expectations and they come out with, with, with something different, you know, and, and I find that fascinating. I absolutely, it, it never ceases to astound me, but I think that speaks to the, to the, uh, the value of franchising as a, as a business model and a business method because right. people don't have to uh, be in something just because they know it. And quite candidly, sometimes getting involved in a business that you would rather do that you were not involved in allows you the, the luxury of taking uh, a new career path and to develop something you never would have had the opportunity to had it not been you know, systematized and prioritized for you. You know, in franchising it's said that you have to really almost work harder to fail than to succeed because if you have a good franchise system, right. if you follow directions, you have to almost purposely not follow them to not do well. That's true. That's fantastic. We have this, this great quote in franchising. I, I think we're going to put that one in there, Chris. I, I think that's very original, and, and it's, it's very true. What advice would you give to our listeners? You know, we find that most of them, they're just beginning their search to buy a franchise, Chris, and we find that, you know, most of them just simply, they, they don't even know where to begin, like you were saying. What advice would you give to them? I, I do, um, when I speak to people looking at franchises, I, I give them three different pieces of advice. One, make sure you're looking for business for the right reason. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have things happen in their life. They lose a job or something happens, and they react and, and maybe say, well, okay, maybe I'll go buy a business. That may not be the, the reason to do it versus having the luxury of selectivity that here's my opportunity that was yeah. created by some adversity. Second thing is that they have to make sure that they are able to be franchisees, uh, that not everybody is designed to be able to, to follow the systems procedures and, 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 the, and the processes it takes to be a successful franchise owner. And then I tell them quite candidly is pick a couple of the industries and the price ranges uh, that, that may have interest to you and then kind of pin down from there, either using the resources of a, uh, a consultant or a, bro- or a broker or, or a team member or, or on their own, either way. But I think that if they, if they take their time, follow the steps, 
and do it for the right reasons, uh, they'll be on a much smoother pathway uh, to to success in, in, in owning their own business. That's well said. What's what's in the future then for a franchise teacher, Chris? I mean, where do you see the company three to five years down the road? Well, Marty, we've been uh, extremely fortunate and blessed that the the business has has has, has been around you know through Century Franchise Group for many years. Our new franchise teacher dot uh, com has, has taken off. We're representing right now uh, you know seven uh, plus brands. I think in five years our our focus will really be even more fine tuned as the as the consumer or the prospective uh, business owner is looking for more and more specific information. Breaking down to teach, coach, consult, and advise, I think will be um, will be a way for us to assist people in what they need. You know, people again don't know what they don't know, but right. I think information overload uh, sometimes discourages people too early. They say I, this is too much for me to process. Mm. But we can break it That's down true. into bite-sized pieces. I think more and more people, especially the younger generation, who are looking for the advice. And the information they want when they want it, I think, is you know going to do nothing more than uh, continue. Then our next business venture, which launches at the end of this year, uh, will is looking to capture all the different franchise brands around the world and put them into one place. So it's, it's we're, we're we're looking forward to uh, a future. And franchising is going nowhere but growing. You know, as you right not a long time too. The number of franchise opportunities and the world's getting to be a smaller place. I think you're going to find a yeah. lot. Opportunities coming in and going out of of different marketplaces in different countries uh, accessible to more people. That's fantastic. What's the best way, Chris, for our listeners to get <clears throat> more information on FranchiseTeacher.com? Obviously, FranchiseTeacher.com, but any numbers you'd like them to call or email addresses? Well, actually, I, I, we appreciate uh, you know www.FranchiseTeacher.com. Okay. And my, my business partner, Dave, and I offer them the free one-hour consultation. Fill out the form okay. and take Dave. advantage of it. That's fantastic. I want to thank you again, Chris, for you know finally coming on the show. You know, it's, I've been following your career for a long time now. You know, and I have just been very impressed with with, with everything that you've done. You know, so when I, when I saw this, I, I mentioned to you we don't typically um, call people to come on the show. You know, but but I had to have you specifically on the show. So it was an honor and a privilege to have you on the show today, Marty Ditto. And again, congratulations on your. Um uh, PAT doctor, I have read your thesis, and I would recommend it reading if people can get oh, through that's uh, information. I really appreciate that you read it too, because that, that that's an honor coming from you. So that's fantastic. Well, I want to thank you again, Chris. Thank we'll you. Be right back. Franchise interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to franchise interviews. Franchise interviews.